Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Welcome to It's a Crime. I'm Linda, and today we're going to discuss the Alexis Sharkey case. There are a lot of discrepancies in this case, but today I'm going to talk about one or two of them. But before I get started, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below, hit that notification bell to all. Please give this video a like and please share this out where you can. Now, let's get into it. One of the city workers who found Alexis's body on the morning of Saturday, November 28th, gave a recent interview. He's the supervisor and he also spoke about how he and his co-workers found Alexis's body. He talked about being haunted by the memory of finding her. He says it plays out every single day. And he said even his co-worker had to switch the routes that he worked just to keep working. That's how much it bothered him. Now, here's what he said. It plays back. It plays back in my head every day. You know, I, I constantly be seeing, you know, just see her, you know what I'm saying, land there. 24 days ago, here along Red Haw Street in Houston's Energy Corridor, a garbage truck driver spotted something strange in the brush and called his boss. He said, hey, uh, man, I think I, I see a body, but I'm not for sure. A mannequin or something. In a one-on-one -on -one interview with me, John Richardson, who works in the city of Houston's solid waste department, took me back to that conversation with his employee. Richardson told the driver to continue his stops. He'd be out to investigate. So we looking and we see feet, you know what I mean? Like half was, half the feet was in the road. Richardson and a co-worker unknowingly stumbled upon the body of Instagram sensation, 26-year-old Alexis Sharkey. Man, I'm just devastated because I'm like, uh, you know, I'm looking at a human being actually, you know, laying there dead, you know, and, and it, it kind of, you know, uh, shook me up a little bit because, you know, I'm just, I'm actually looking at somebody that's deceased and we, we can't help her. Richardson described the disturbing find as bizarre. He said there were no clothes, no visible wounds on Sharkey's body. He says it looked like she'd been delicately placed along the desolate road as if someone laid her there. We just done and we looking, I'm looking, but there wasn't no visible wounds. It was like she just got out the tub, her body was clean. It wasn't, you know, nothing on her body, her body was clean. Richardson, like Alexis Sharkey's loved ones, say they continue to wait for an update on the case, wondering what happened here in late November. It's just a mystery at this moment. And, you know, I hope they find out who did it and, and bring, you know, bring justice so they, uh, you know, at least the family and their friends could be at ease, you know. At least they found a the person that did it. Now there's something he said about her body that doesn't add up to this situation. He talked about how her body was clean as if she just got out of the tub. And I will get into that in one moment. But first, I want to show you the location where she was found. Here's Red Haw Street. Now, Alexis was found about halfway down this street or lane. Now, it's only a six to seven minute drive 
from Alexis's house to where she was found. And take a look at this map. It's literally a straight shot away from where she was found. What's also interesting is there is a hotel right beside it called the Omni Hotel. Now, police said that they believe that her body was there overnight. The authorities also said that there weren't any visible signs of death, as we know, and we are still waiting on those toxicology results to be made public. Now, interestingly, it was raining on Friday, November 27th and Saturday, November 28th. So at midnight on Saturday, it was 70 degrees and then it dropped to 65 degrees by morning. And it rained, like I said, both Friday and Saturday. So my question is, how could her body be clean like she just got out of the tub? Especially if it was raining all night and she was on the side of the road. How long was she actually lying there? There's dirt underneath there and it would turn into mud if it was raining. So it would be a little muddy, right? Especially since it's been raining since the day before. Now I had a viewer email me and she said that she was at the zoo on that Friday and she said it was so crazy downpouring they had to leave. Now the worker also said it was almost like she was delicately placed there. So I find that interesting as well. Of course, I'm curious whether she was facing down or facing up. It's just a little detail that I'm sure would speak volumes. And the workers also said they thought she was first a mannequin. They weren't too sure what they were seeing or looking at. They just said that there was feet sticking out. Now, I do wonder how many hours Alexis was actually there and I wonder what the coroner estimates how long she was there. That would be an interesting bit of information. Now let's back up to the day before she was found and let's get into the timeline just a little bit. On Friday, November 27th in the morning, she texts Tanya back and forth from 7.30 a.m. until 11.30 a.m. Tanya's her friend that she spent Thanksgiving dinner with the day before. Now, her co-workers also noticed that she wasn't posting on Friday and it was Black Friday and they stated that she would have. Her friend says, none of us saw her posting on Friday. That was the biggest thing because it was Black Friday for work and we had all of these sales going on and she always posted about work. As you know, she used social media to sell products and so this is a huge thing. Black Friday, you'd be able to do quite a bit of sales on this day. So she stops texting at about 11.40 to Tanya then it was quiet on her texting all afternoon. And at 5.40 p.m., she texts Tanya again. She asks if she has plans for that night or is she just staying in? And Alexis says she just realized it's Friday. Tanya tells her she's staying in, but they could go out the next night. And it would be really odd if she was normally posting for her job and it was Black Friday and here she was, she wasn't, doing any posts on social media. And she said she didn't realize it's Friday until dinner. I found that interesting because you would darn well know that it is Black Friday for an event, especially to pump up you know, your team members and get them going for 
Black Friday and also you'd probably be bombarded by emails saying, you know, Black Friday's deals, be sure to post here, be sure to post there, right? So it is odd. Friends were also saying though that her behavior had changed over the last month and she wasn't posting on social media as much. And they also said that she always wanted to be around her friends all the time and avoid going home. Now, one of her friends said about Tom and Alexis, she says, I know they were going through some things. She had mentioned being separated even though they were still living in the same apartment. I actually pulled her aside two weeks ago to let her know I'm here for her and that I know something is going on because her demeanor had changed over the last month. And in one of the texts to Tanya, Alexis does tell Tanya that she was sleeping on the couch and it's been for quite some time. Now, friends also say that she was divorcing Tom and was doing so in the last month and the papers were supposed to be signed that same week of her death. So now at 11 p.m. on Friday night, there's a call from Lexi's friend's boyfriend to Tom and asks Tom, what's going on, Tom? And he says, me and Lex got into an argument and she left. I don't know where she went. Can you please just let me know if you know anything? And in an interview with Tom, which was off camera, he said when he last saw his wife, he warned her not to drive. He says, she understood me, I understood her. We didn't fight when she left. I just told her she couldn't drive under the influence. She left anyhow, this is where we're at. Now, I mentioned this in a previous video. His words where he says, we didn't fight when she left, that means they did have a fight, but just not at the very moment when she went out that door. But what's interesting is Lexi's mom said there was an argument and that she didn't take her car because there's been some confusion over that in the beginning. Now, Alexis' friends state that she wouldn't walk anywhere and she would at least take an Uber. But as I showed you earlier in that map, it's really not that far. I mean, it's kind of far, but not really that far from their house. Now, Tom described his marriage as happy to the news reporter. He said they weren't filing for a divorce. But there was a message from Tom to Alexis that I've seen that states he's filing for divorce. He tells her straight up. She was away on a trip and he's saying, you know, I'm divorcing you. You're, you can't be in the moment, you're just all about social media, have a look. Then after he states that they have a happy marriage, he states that Alexis wasn't happy. He says, she wasn't happy, she was stressed. I would cuddle her to try to make her strong. She was an amazing woman, sir, my wife was an amazing woman. She really was. There's always other sides to everything. I was the one holding her, cuddling her, and building her back up. I don't need to set the record straight. I'll let it play out the way it is. I know what my life was with my wife. Now his one line that makes me take a second look was where he said, there's always other sides to everything. I was the one holding her, cuddling her, and building her back. This is where I wanna ask, who was the one breaking her down? Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. 
And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Because he's saying, I was the one holding her, cuddling her, and building her back up. So what was it, or who was it, that was breaking her down? Now that evening, from my understanding, is when the police were called. Notable Tom Sharkey did not call the police. It was Lexi's friends. Now there was a private viewing that I mentioned in my last video for Alexis, and I had wondered if Tom was there or not. I know there was a fight to get her body. That's what Alexis' mom said, and Tom was fighting her on it. And then I saw an interview with Allie, who is Lexi's friend, and she said her family didn't invite him. They didn't want him there. That's why it was kept so secret, so he wouldn't get word about what was going on. This, to me, speaks volumes. And this is also what Allie had to say about Tom and Alexis. She said, it hurts my heart that she felt like she couldn't talk to us sooner because maybe this could have been prevented. We could have done a little bit more. Again, speaks volumes to me in those lines. So it seems after that six o'clock mark on Friday evening that everything went silent for from Alexis's phone anyways. There would be a five-hour gap from 6 p.m. where she last texted to 11 p.m. where Tom talks to Lexi's friend's boyfriend and lets him know that they got into a fight, but Alexis left. So then when I go back to the map, I think, did she go to the hotel to stay? There was a car that was caught on camera on the surveillance. We don't know exactly the details, but there was something on there. And also, she was sleeping on the couch for quite some time. She said that to Tanya, and she also got in a fight with Tom. She left, and she knew her friend was busy. Maybe she went to the hotel instead, and then something happened. Now, she also likes to take a lot of pictures, so maybe she was going to take a lot of pictures at the hotel as well and was going to go there. It could have been the perfect spot for posting, but then something happened afterwards. Or something happened right at that apartment and then her body was delicately placed just seven minutes away from their home. The thing is, is she wasn't hidden very well, but from the sounds of it, she wasn't discarded in a hurry either. So there's a lot of questions, isn't there? There's also quite a few discrepancies as well and I'm just scratching the surface. What are your thoughts about this? Do you think Alexis left the home on her own? Do you think something happened to her at the apartment? Or do you think something happened perhaps after or right where she was found? Or do you think maybe she was at that hotel? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. 
Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.